Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf. And this week, something a little bit different, sharing some of my favorite books to read in uncertain times. You're listening to Steph's Business Bookshelf, doing the reading so you don't have to. Welcome back. And over this public holiday weekend, wanted to do something a little bit different for the podcast. So rather than sharing a particular book this week, I'm going to be talking about a few different books. We're living in a strange time and one that will be written about, analysed, reflected on and remembered for decades, if not longer. And everyone's experience of it is just so very different. And some of the conversations I'm having, I'm sort of seeing people, some people struggling with loneliness or financial insecurity or loss of a job and therefore the identity issues that comes with. Others are being able to, you know, in the fortunate position of seeing the opportunities that come from adapting and embracing some new ways of working or new options in their business or even just some of those existential opportunities. So maybe being laid off from one job, but seeing that as an opportunity to get into something that they've always wanted to do. Now, whilst half of the world's population currently are under some kind of lockdown laws or some kind of shutdown, it's, you know, they're push- pushing us apart physically, but it's also, we're seeing amazing unification of people. And many people have been commenting on how they're actually connecting more with the people who matter most to them, albeit in a different way and obviously a more physically distanced way. So this week, like I said, taking a little break from the usual big ideas from one book and bringing you this special little episode talking about some of the books that I feel are particularly fitting reads for this period in history. Now, some of these books are ones I've already talked about on the podcast in previous episodes and others are ones still on the to be recorded pile. But all of them, I think, will take on a slightly different meaning uh, when read in the context of COVID and everything that is currently coming with it. I also think they're good reads or relevant reads for thinking about coming out of COVID and how we need to reassess life PC, as I've been calling it, or life post-COVID. Because... It would be a shame, I think, to go back to life as it was in terms of some of the societal challenges, some of the economic challenges that were happening at the time and, and just the way that people were, just people, the way people were with each other. And I think hopefully this will teach us some lessons that we will put into practice rather than just going back to how things were. I've included a couple of links in the show notes to some other kind of little follow-up things if you are interested and links to all of the previous episodes if you want to get a little bit deeper into some of the books that I'm talking about today, which I've talked about in more depth on a previous episode. So you can go back and listen to those and have a little podcast binge. Now, I'd also love to know my little call-out question to you all. How are you listening to podcasts now? I've found that I have been listening to them in a slightly different way and I would normally listen to them as I commute although that is a walk but commute into the city most days and I'd get would give me a couple of hours worth of podcast listening time now I'm still going out for a walk each day where I can and when I can but uh that's not always for as long and I don't always sometimes I'm you know calling family or chatting to friends while I'm out for that walk rather than necessarily listening to a podcast And to be honest, sometimes I've just found myself wanting to listen to some music more than I've wanted to listen and absorb some kind of new information. That said, I've found I've been getting back into podcasts a little bit more, but sometimes finding myself wanting to listen to something a little bit different, something a little bit lighter. So I'd love to know, how are you consuming podcasts? Are you still consuming podcasts? I mean, hopefully you're listening to this to hear me ask that question. But anyway, if you are, get in touch. All my contact details are in the show notes. You can contact me on Instagram, which is at Steph's Biz, B-I-Z, bookshelf, 
or on LinkedIn, which I'm Steph-Clark with an E on the end. You should be able to find me that way. So get in touch. Let me know. I'd love to know how you are consuming podcast content. How you are consuming podcast content is what I'm trying to say now that we're in slightly different routines and regimes of a day. Without further ado, sharing my four top books for uncertain times. The first book I'd like to share or suggest that you read in this time is kind of cliche, but it's a good one, is Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. Now, I think it is in no way appropriate to compare what Viktor Frankl went through surviving the Holocaust and surviving concentration camps or living in concentration camps and what he had to overcome to what is going on right now. That said, I think there are some incredible lessons from someone who has endured immense and unimaginable hardship and some of the things he saw and suffered and and had to experience. The lessons from that and his reflections on getting through that time and what kept him going and what he believed was the difference between those who survived and those who didn't is incredibly relevant to going through any particular challenge. And I've seen a few people start to talk about this this book a little bit on social media and this there's a quote in particular that's been going around on social media that I've seen from the book which is everything can be taken from a man but one thing the last chance of the human freedoms to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances to choose one's own way. Now, whatever you're going through, be it a breakup of a relationship through to something as extreme as Victor went through, it's a pretty good reminder of the things that we can choose and the freedom that we do have around our choice of attitude and our own way, rather than necessarily focusing on the things that we can't control and that we don't have choice over. So that would be book number one for Books for Uncertain Times, which is Victor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. Book number two and going into more the work side of things, Greg McEwan's Essentialism. Now, there are heaps of books on productivity that I love very much. I really do enjoy a productivity book, but I really think that Greg McEwan's Essentialism is really important, particularly as we start to come out of this period of time. I saw the results of a survey last week, I believe it was by Citrix, where they'd surveyed quite a lot of people who were working from home and whether they found they were being more productive, less productive. And the majority of people were saying they've been more productive at home over the last couple of weeks during lockdown and having to work from home than they normally would be in the office. Now, of course, that comes at a cost in terms of social interaction, some of those those important human connections that we get or more of an office kind of environment. But I'm really looking forward to working with some of my clients at the end of this period to reflect back and say, what did we learn? What did we find was truly essential? How did we build those productivity periods of time, those habits, that structure when we were working at home that we don't have currently or didn't have previously in our office environment and how do we learn from that and replicate it? I think those post-action reviews are going to be incredibly important coming out of this period of time. So I think something like this book by Greg McEwan, Essentialism, will be a really important conversation starter around, for your own reflection even, around what worked and what didn't. Now the quote I've included from, or my favourite quote from that book is, what if we stopped celebrating being busy as a measurement of importance? I still think the busy thing is being thrown around quite a bit in this period of time, but I kind of feel like that might change over the next few weeks. As people start to think about what does matter, when you have to bring your life down to its almost its bare essentials of what's what's here and what's important and what you can do because a lot of the other things and the stuff has been taken away, 
what is the most important? What is essential? And then thinking about that as we redesign our lives coming out of this. So that's book number two, Greg McEwan's Essentialism. Book number three, and you won't be surprised, I think I've already mentioned it on the podcast in the last couple of weeks, it is Priya Parker, The Art of Gathering. I definitely need to get onto royalties for this book. But Priya talks about how to gather. And the, the phrase that always sticks with me with this one is the way we gather matters. And that's just as important virtually as it is in person. And again, coming out of this period of time, well, I think both in the period of time that we're in, but also afterwards, really reassessing who do I need to gather with? Where do I need to, or how do we need to gather better? How do we need to gather more? And particularly thinking about social situations, work situations, there's a whole plethora of things you can be thinking about in this scenario. But coming back to this point on the way we gather matters, it needs to have a purpose. And realizing and being able to reflect on which of those gatherings do you miss the most? And which ones would you actually be okay if never happened again? Super relevant from a work perspective and a life perspective. And the quote I've included in the show notes for this one is, what can happen when people come together, exchange information, inspire one another, test out new ways of being together? We're currently in the biggest experiment of testing out new ways of being together. And I'd love to see or being able to look forward and think about which ones of those stuck. How did we learn to gather better? Or how did we learn to meet better or talk better or connect more or better or differently during this time that will stick and carry on and maybe evolve and become more blended as we can get back together physically in the near future? So if you're questioning how to gather your people now virtually, but also how to regather people afterwards, which is going to be, again, incredibly important and needs to be, I think, well done and get done with some purpose, not just for the sake of getting back together, but to actually think about how do we want to do this differently or better now? We can get back together. Read this book. It's, to me, essential life reading for every good human. So that's Priya Parker's The Art of Gathering. And then finally, book number four in my books for uncertain times. I don't want to finish on a bit of a downer, but it is Johan Hari's Lost Connections. Sorry, I should have, should have switched this one with Priya Parker, I think. But anyway, we're here now. So Johan Hari's Lost Connection is all about loneliness and it's about the loneliness epidemic and the link to kind of mental health issues, the overprescription of antidepressants for what appears to be depression, but actually if dug a little bit deeper would be seen as it's really just a, fu- a function of the way we're living and the loneliness that we're experiencing because that is the way that our current society or certainly pre-COVID society was designed was not one that's best built for connection. So I think this is, it's really, and I need to actually, I want to go back and read this again with this context in mind, because when I read it originally last year, I was really blown away by how relevant it was, not just to those who have suffered with depression or other mental health challenges previously, but how it is relevant to everyone. And there's a lot of things that gave me pause for thought about my own life and whether I'm well connected to the people who I want to be most connected to. So it does link fairly nicely with Priya Parker's Arts of Gathering, which I just spoke about, but much more from a mental health perspective rather than necessarily just more of a societal and how we gather perspective. Now, a lot has already been written around the loneliness pandemic, which may follow or may go coincide with the COVID pandemic because 
particularly for those who are maybe living on their own or living away from family or living in a situation that is not conducive to good mental health or to good connection. So it's something we're going to have to, it's, it's going to be something that is going to be, again, very interesting to see the potential fallout of. So reading this book and I think reading it with this context in mind is going to be interesting and important to think about how do we how do we start to fix that loneliness epidemic and again redesign the way we live, the way we connect, the way we operate as a society after this is over to avoid that becoming a longer term problem. The quote I've included from this book is to end loneliness you need other people plus something else. You also need, he explained to me, to feel like you are sharing something with the other person or the group that is meaningful to both of you. So that was the fourth book out of four in the books for uncertain times list. Quick recap of those four books. Number one was Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. Number two was Greg McEwan's Essentialism. Number three, Priya Parker's The Art of Gathering. And number four, Johan Hari Lost Connections couple of wild cards that didn't quite make it into the final list but I would also recommend is Ryan Holiday's stoic classic The Obstacle is the Way which is all about overcoming or seeing the thing that is the problem as the also the opportunity so if you fancy a bit of stoicism in your life currently recommend that one and the other one I would include would be Bad Science by Ben Goldacre very important if you've been reading any kind of scientific information that is suppo- or supposed scientific information published by tabloids or newspapers or news sites, give bad science a read and understand really how science journalism works and how untrustworthy it can be. So get smarter on how to read and where you're reading your science news from. That's it for this episode. I'd love to know what books you're reading in these uncertain times and what's giving you either hope or connection or new ideas or inspiration or some kind of comfort right now. Contact details as usual in the show notes. You can catch me on Instagram or LinkedIn are the best ways to get me. But otherwise, until next time, happy reading.